Let me invite up Cal Kiram, who is going to introduce our speaker today. Thank you. And actually, would you two and Stacy please come up on stage? I have a purpose here. There's Medda behind my madness. So uh, I'm Cal. And what some of you may not know is that I've been blessed to have two short-term mission trips to the Democratic Republic of the Congo. And I wouldn't have been able to do it without my wife's support and participation. So thank you. And in the Congo, um, it's a very big deal to give and receive greetings from one another, okay? And so I wanted to start this morning by saying, Selinga Mpe Esther, Mwana Nayo, Bandeko Katina Yesu Cristo. Now they will know what I said, probably most of you want, but what I think I said was, Selinga and your daughter, Esther, uh, siblings in Jesus Christ. That's my attempt at Lingala. Now, I first met Salinga in 2007. At that point, he was the president of the Evangelical Free Church in the Congo, over a thousand congregations. And hearing more of his story, God chose this man at a special time for a special purpose to be the president of that church during a very different transition between civil unrest and AIDS. And, uh, he didn't actually seek the job. The job sought him by God. So we thank him for that. But then after six years, his term was over. And God chose him again to become a missionary of, Afri of an African missionary to other Africans. And that's what he's going to be talking to us about today. Now, I've known him as the president. I've known him as a missionary. I've known him as a, a man who loved on my kids at soccer games when they were little. I've known him as a man who drove my boat. And Greg, I don't know if you have that other slide in there. I recently learned that he can also drum. So uh, there you go. So without any further ado, welcome. And if you guys want to say welcome, the word in Lingala would be mbote. So it's M-B-O-T-E, mbote. Mbote. Good morning. Bonjour. Mbote, Baliane, Nzambo. Thank you very much. What joy to be with you this morning. I want to give you thanks, especially Pastor Ryan, to give me an opportunity to be here. Take your place. Let's share God's word. And I thank you very much for praying for me. Two or three weeks ago, I had some problem on my knee. So I still have some pain, but I have good progress now. So thank you for praying for me. The result is that I'm here this morning. So I praise God for that. I don't forget to give you the greeting from my wife, beautiful wife, Claudine. She asked me to greet you and also my team asking me to greet you. They are praying for me this morning uh, in Kinshasa. Um, when I receive, I, I want to pre preach in Lingala. I don't like to practice my English. I need you to hear me very well this morning. So my daughter Esther will help me to translate in English for you. Amen. Amen. Natangu Nazuaki message 
eke ngana kutea pina baniko bondela nzambe kokanisa nalo banini nzambe When I got the message to preach uh, in this church, I started praying and asking God uh, what to talk about. And God was leading me to Luke chapter 15, and it's a book that you know very well. It's an interesting parable that Jesus shared. We won't be able to read the whole chapter, but when you go home, you can read the whole chapter. And you can stand so we can read a part of it. Please stand up. It's God's word. We want to read. Oh. I was reading from chapter 15 from verse 1. Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisee and the teachers of the law muttered, The men welcome sinners and he eats with them. Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and lost one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friend and neighbors together and say, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost sheep. I tell you that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. The parable of the lost coin. Or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and lost one. Doesn't she light up a lamp and sweep the house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, She calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost coin. In the same way I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of angels of God over one sinner who repents. And we're jumping to verse... 17. 17. When he came to his senses, he says... How many of my, father, my father's higher servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set up and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servant, Quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. 
for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost, lost and he's found. So they began to celebrate. Okay, you can sit, please. Zambia zo sepela makasi pe lola mobimba etondi na fet pona moto moko na masuma zo zonga ipa na Zambia. God is very happy and the whole heaven rejoices one one sinner repents. Chapitre ya Luc chapitre 15 is a réponse na Jesus Christ e pa na ba farisai pe ba komena mibeko. Luc chapter 15 is a God's response to Pharisees and the law makers. Ba farisai na ba komena mibeko bazali choqué. Kotala Jesus ko yamba batu na masumu. The Pharisees were shocked and disappointed by Jesus for um, welcoming sinners and eating with them. But sinners were really uh, hungry to hear the word of God. His word was the word of life. On the word of truth. The word of grace. The word of love. And they were coming very hungry to hear his words. But in the contrary, the Pharisees were not happy for Jesus' actions to eat with the sinners. This gave a way to Jesus to give three parables. And parables were a way of Jesus for teaching. Jesus used um, some things in the culture and using in parables to teach them. Parables And this parable reveals the heart of God to, toward sinners. God hates sins. But he loves sinners. God loves sinners, but he, he loves sinners, but hates sins. Buku nzambe na baloma, chapitre mitano, pe verset mwambe. Uh, God's word in Romans chapter 5, uh, verse 8. It says that even though we were still sinners, God loved us. And sinners were really um, interested in hearing God. And when you read this parable, it shows you uh, the God, Jesus' missions for coming on this earth. Um, Jesus' word says that the Son of Man came to rescue the one that were lost. He came to search and to save those that were lost. And that's his purpose for coming. And this shows that 
Jesus' priority was for the one that will last. So go tangi la parabol ya liboso. Okomona italobi mobati na pate azana pate kama. When you read from the previous parable, it shows that even um. Mobati na pate azana bangu kama. I forgot. Ah, <laughs> uh, even Le though. Le berger. Mm -hmm. Ah, uh, even though he had a hundred ships. Kasi moko ebungi. And one was lost. Pe azui tango na koluka oyo moko ebungi. And he left the other ones to go search for the one. Atiki nonatinef. He left ninety nine. And he put his heart to search for the one. Nalingala awabalobiete akoluka yango moko ti kino azu yango is a perseverance. And it's saying here that he was searching until he can find the one. It was perseverance. And when he finds it, he put he put it on his shoulders. And he went home with joy. And when he gets home, he's going to call his friends and neighbors. And to celebrate. For what was lost is found. And Jesus said it's the same way with one sinner. If you can do it for one sheep, God is very happy when one sinner is back to him. He gave the second parable. And one woman had like ten dollars. It was the money. It wasn't dollars. It wasn't Congolese money. <laughs> he had ten. One was lost. He would light up a lamp. He grabbed a sweeping and searching. He was um, hiding in the dust. It was me, I will say I had nine. I can't go for the other one. <laughs> And Jesus showing that the one coin was very important for that one. She light up the lamps to make the house very clear. And she was sweeping to look to look for the one coin. It's the image of the ones that are lost. They're usually in the obscurity, darkness. And when the woman finds it, she's rejoicing. She calls her friend to rejoice. Because she finds her lost coins. And Jesus gave the third parable about the lost son. You know this parable very well. And what makes me happy is that this son lost everything that he received from his father. And he was doing jobs that he was not qualified. And when he came back, 
He say at home it's not like this. Bazoli ya malamu. They're eating really well. Pengai awa na zoko kufa. And I'm dying over here. Zambi ya monisi bomo nelo kwa firme liboso na ye. Jesus showed his life like a movie in front of his eyes. Oyebi soko moto aza moto na masumu. Abandi komi ye ba eta oyazana kati. When a sinner starts realizing what state um, she or he is in, when they, when they see their states, and they say, I need to go back. It's a decision. It's a decision. I, I'm going back. And he took the decision to go back. And the father was always looking on the way to wait for his son. The father says that when the son was far away, he saw him. God's eyes are on the way, on looking on the way, waiting for you to come back. When the father saw the son from afar, he went running towards him. And this son was already preparing his speech that when he gets home, he's going to tell his father that I do not deserve to be your son and I did you wrong. But the father wasn't listening. Tata yambiye, the father embraced him. And he kissed him. And when he was apologizing to the father, the father wasn't listening. He was calling the servants to Boyana bring clothes. It's restoration. And in that time, people that were now wearing shoes were slaves. He was walking barefoot and clothing. Clothe him. And restored him. My son was dead and now he's alive. In all three parables, it's a party for the people, for the ones that are coming back to Jesus. Ah, mais mon coeur, ils la valeur inestimable. Valeur mon aîné I want to tell you this morning that one soul is very important to God. And God is looking on the way, waiting for that one to come back. Nalingi, kolanse bino, défi mi balé. I want to challenge you on two things. To take action this morning. The last son said, not tomorrow, I'm going back today. God needs you this morning to return to him, Father. Take action this morning. I want to return. And he returned. Not wait for tomorrow. You don't know. 
God is challenging you this morning to come to him, return to him. He's your father. Et l'ami Balé. And the second challenge. Tozana relation abato mingi basu ba yebinza mbete baza pembeni na biso. Tozela ngona bango. We have so many friends around us that don't know Jesus. Zamba zo tuna yo mingi te kaka kozana relation atana moto moko ete ozongi sa azonga ipai na Zambe. And Jesus is not asking you for many, but just for one. Soko moko na moko na biso za connecte na moto moko na rezo na relation na ye. And if all of us are just connected to one person in a circle of friends, and help them to come back. And that's why God is calling you to this morning. Our ministry in Kinshasa is not a social work. It's an opportunity for us to bring people to God. And we're using our social work as a bait to bring people to God. And we have six ministries. And we're seeing God's hand transforming lives. And we're seeing boys and girls and even older people coming to Jesus. And I want to share that with you. Objectif, la mission, sans. Tabitha is one of the ministries that you know and the one that you contribute towards. And this is Tabitha leadership team. Tabitha has an affiliate ministry. Tabitha had four um, fields. And this is one of the pictures during the graduation of Tabitha. Na graduation na bango tozo pesa bango ba machine, soit Bible, pe ba material oyo ko salisa bango pona ko bandisa mosala. For the graduation we give girls um, sewing machine, Bible and things that can help them. Oh, 
David is looking to add more centers. One of the challenges for Tabitha was that they had so many girls that didn't know how to write or read. And that's why we started the Global Fing Fingerprint Ministry to help that. After they, they teach them how to read and write, the first thing they give them is the Bible. And then they start learning skills. We have so many testimonies of girls that came back to God. And the other ministry is for children. Because the, this generation is growing, we're preparing the next generation. And we're so thankful to have a partnership, the Aviation Fellowship in Kinshasa. They give us free ride um, to go minister in other part of Congo. And this is the statistic for the one that have been evangelizing. It's with the help of Awana and kids around the world ministry from here that helped us to start this ministry. Another ministry is a ministry for boys. Like Tabitha. And this was as a result of people asking um, to start something for boys. Like Tabitha. And some of these kids you're seeing are from the gang. And this was is their Bible study time. And this, this is a, their graduation when they're receiving gifts. Teaching them uh, painting, shoe repairing, and um, carpentry. And some of the girls actually choose to study painting. And some of these girls you see were from the street prostitution. And we are, because there's so many churches want to partner with us to have Tabitha follow me, we're planning on adding more centers. We're 
Le dernier ministère de la mission est pour les handicapés. Nous partenaires de l'école chrétienne Et a curse for people to have handicap. And we want to help the church to welcome people with handicap. And we're currently building 100 um, wheelchair. And we already have 50. Et Second Peter chapter 3 verse 9. Do not repay evil. No, that's not. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 9. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you. Not wanting anyone to perish, but every everyone to come to repentance. God is waiting for you this morning to return home, or through you to bring someone to Him. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you could, wow. Pastor Slinga and Esther, we would like to pray for you both. Thank you for making the trek out from Boston. Thank you for making the trek out from Africa, for opening up God's Word and for giving us a glimpse of how the Spirit is moving in other parts of the world. 
I'm very encouraged by how you tell of how the different Protestant and evangelical churches across denominational lines are coming together to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to not only love on widows and orphans, but to partner together so that more and more people might get hooked, not for the sake of growing our numbers, but for the sake that they might be brought into the love and the grace and the transformation of Jesus, that their life, not only here, but for forever, will be changed. And we are so encouraged by your testimony of the way that God has worked, how God has moved, and it's been wonderful. We got to share dinner together to hear the different stories from different seasons of life and ministry, and it wasn't always easy. I don't know, was it ever easy? Facile. In French. But the Lord moves. This is his great story that we get to be a part of. He is saving sinners. He is bringing us home. He is bringing restoration. So may we pray for you today. Dear God, Lord, I thank you so much for Pastor Selenga's encouragement to us for his willingness to open the word, for his willingness to follow you. May we be encouraged and stirred up to love and good works, God. You are the one who saves sinners, but you also invite us to, like you, go after the one that is lost. You have placed us in these circles of friends and communities and neighbors and co-workers. God, may our heart break for those that are lost just as much as your heart breaks. And God, we pray that you would continue to bless the ministry there in Kinshasa, Lord. We celebrate that this year in October, 10 years with the Tabitha Center, investing in young women, giving hope, sharing Jesus. And we thank you that this is caught on like wildfire. It is not a project of their church. It is a project of the church in the Congo to bring hope and life in the Lord. Bless them and be with them. Give them safe travels as they go home. Encourage them as they encourage us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. Can I keep you up here real quick, Pastor Salinga? Sorry, yes. If you could. We have a few more minutes. Uh, as we have him here, I want encourage you guys to take a moment to uh, get to know him after the service. But if there's any questions about the ministry in Kinshasa or whatnot, we'd love to uh, do a little question and answer if that's okay with you. So does anyone have any questions for Pastor Salinga about what's going on in the Congo. Anything you would love to get clarification on? Something I want to hear. I said the last time I was there was 2009. God has really put it on my heart that that is way too long since I've been in the Congo, far too long. So if anybody is interested in thinking about a return, well, for me, a return trip, for most of you, it would be a first-time trip. I'd love for you to connect with me because I'm excited about us getting involved on the ground, come and see in person, and let God do what God does, okay? Thank you, Dr. Carr. Come and see, and we continue to partner with you.
the reality sometimes is different. So thank you very much. Any other questions that you guys might have for Pastor Salenga as he's here? About what God is doing in the Congo? Yeah. What's the percentage of people in the Congo that have not heard the Word of God? Of, of the population in the Congo, how many have not heard the gospel? Um, no, I have not exactly the percentage. You know, Congo is a Christian country. Around uh, 80% are Christian, but uh, no impact. Um, it's a good question, but I have not exactly a percent. I can say maybe less 10 or less 10 percent. Um, if I think about the short people, picking people in the forest, even now we send a team in the forest in Northwest. They are there now. And with the ministry for the children. And a lot of children, they, we sent it for the first time. It was the first time to hear the gospel in the forest, in Northwest. So honestly, I have not exactly the number. The Congo, 80% Christian, but no impact. Sometimes the faith is like white, not deep. Yeah. The reason now I can say it's sick, it's become like I am not a Christian. So this is a problem. We struggle with that in Congo. I don't know if you answer away your question. So, yeah. Anyone else? Okay. Yeah. No. Could you describe perhaps like, um, I guess that transition from like being on the streets to joining Tabitha Center? For the girls? We are working through the local churches. Not my team, not to do directly the work. We come like, before we went to the local church to ask if we can partner with you to reach the people around. But today we have a long list of the local church come to us. We need Tabitha. We need Follow Me. And we ask them to release two women to us and we equip them, release them, they return to the local church. Is the local church like Elim invite the girls around with the prostitution or that not come, you not preach them, but come to learn how to sew, how to paint or make paint. They come because they need money. When they come, they start by praying or do Bible study with them. Sometimes they're not uh, happy to do that, but slowly by slowly, you capture them for Jesus. And, of, and for the girls, some girls, you saw them, they paint our house. They came, they came from the person that is on a tree. And if they want to get money, they come to learn. They say, no, we not, don't like to learn how to sew, but we want to learn how to make, to paint. 
and they make pain. And they are strong. They are lady, uh, the girls. So they do well. And some of them receive Jesus. Some not yet. But we continue to work with them. Yeah. But it's more the responsibility of the local church to do the work. We come alongside the local church. That's our strategy. Even if we are not there, local church, we tend ownership and they continue to reach the girls or the boys around. Yeah, it's a beautiful story that God yeah. gave the, the vision of the Tabitha Center to Pastor Salinga's wife, Claudine. Yes. And it is almost like this uh, spirit-inspired idea that has caught on. And now the local churches in the Congo are coming to them to say, train us, equip us, help us reach the, the widows and the young women in our community uh, with the, the hope of the gospel and to equip them first with practical skills, but that is, as he said, the bait to really get them yes. in the door mm -hmm. to come meet Jesus, the lover of their souls. So thank you so much. It is our honor thank to you. be in partnership these many years, and it is our honor to continue to be in partnership going into the future. We are hopeful and prayerful to uh, continue to support you guys. So thank you, Pastor Salenga. Thank you very much.